Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. We are glad you're joining us. Season 2, episode 2. And we are in 2 Timothy chapter 1. Timothy 2, 1. Two Timothy one. Two Timothy one. That's right. That's right. And so yeah, only eighteen verses, you guys. Timothy, yeah, short short chapter. Timothy is in Ephesus. Um, at the th- at this time was the epicenter of like witchcraft in the world. If you track back mm. to when Paul and Acts was trying to travel, he was not able to get to Bithynia and Myasia, and the spirit of God um, mm-hmm. stopped him. Many people think it's because Paul actually had some growing up to do had to get prepared for what he's about to step into. Now, Timothy is there, duking it out, telling everybody about Jesus, and Paul's writing this letter to encourage him. So, Bob. Clark, what? What stands out to you? 2 Timothy chapter 1. Right away, actually, um, Paul, again, we talked about this in 1 Timothy 2, but he's kind of talking about families and generations and kind of legacy. And that's one of the main things that stuck out to me was that Paul, well, first of all, Paul just really loves Timothy. Like you read this and, you know, I'm constantly, you're constantly in my prayers day and night as I remember you and your tears, like when they said goodbye yeah. last time, it's like, man, there's a lot of emotion in this love letter. Each other. Yeah. I know. Like, I mean, you guys, thanks for praying, but I, wow. Anyway. And then the, as it continues, um, and Paul just names Timothy's faith. And how really his sincere faith has come from his grandmother, Lois, and his mother, Eunice. And now is this gift that dwells uh, in Timothy as well. And so Paul's about to really encourage him in these next verses and kind of charge him. Yeah. uh, And say, go do things with your faith for, you know, the gospel. But before we even get there, let's just thank God for your mom and your grandma. Yeah. And the legacy that they left that you, you know, please, Timothy, please, you walk in, Mm -hmm. go. And so that's one of the things Clark and I noticed. And you brought up an interesting question or point. Yeah. You're like, it's the grandma and the mom. Yeah. So I think uh, kind of two sides to the coin. One, we're celebrating generations of faith and that the gospel has been passed on from grandma to mother to now Mm -hmm. son and grandson. Praise Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, Even just this Sunday, I'm pulling up my phone looking through my notes right now. We attended the 1030 service at Emmanuel. And there was a moment where I felt like the spirit was really just moving in the service. And I looked up and I was drawn to the number of families that were just taking up rows together. I even made a list in my phone. I said, you know, we got the Corvers there. We got the Palmers there. And there was three generations of Palmers there. Then you have the Richards mm-hmm. family. You had the Strams. You had the Richards and even some of their cousins in the back. You had the Johnsons, Cage and Jordan's family. Mm-hmm. You had the Alcarez family. You had Matt and Kelly Smith's family. You had the Alvarez family. You had the Weibingas and the Evans. And I know I'm missing people. But as I looked around, there was people behind me. I'm looking at at least two or three generations. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, praise God. Mm-hmm. And so if you come from... totally generations of faith i just want to bless you and say praise god that is a gift that's a gift of grace Mm -hmm. now i also want to take it a step further though because what paul does next to timothy is he's telling them like don't be ashamed but in verse six he says i want to remind you to fan and the flame the gift of god which is given to you through the laying on of hands and so what he's essentially telling timothy is step up you know be your own man and use what god's given you 
for his glory. Because your grandma loves the Lord, your mom loves the Lord, but make sure you have your own walk. And it's not just your mommy's faith or your grandma's faith. Like sure. you have a personal, individual walk with God. So if you come from generations of faith, we celebrate that. That's awesome. And I want to challenge you just to kind of sit and examine and make sure mm-hmm. it truly is your faith. Yeah, that's one of the things, too, with generational faith and just family sitting together. Is Some psychologists would say that mm. humans are really good uh, we're good learners in general, just how our brain works and the neural pathways that we have. We're very good imitators, yeah. very good imitators. And so, you know, initially when we have our little ones with us in the worship service, it, it might be just, you know, this is what we do. We imitate, we walk in, this is how you sit, this is, you know, trying to be quiet, let's go potty before, you know, that kind of stuff. But then we don't want to stay immature. We want to actually learn and grow. We don't mm-hmm. want to just imitate. We want to actually yeah. relate. So a case in point, kind of to translate this into yeah. like real time, we have our five-year-old and six-year-old sitting through church with us now they go to nine o'clock sunday school but then they come to church with us and the reason why we did this is barna did a lot of research and barna is a christian organization does tons of stats and Mm -hmm. and data on the church and attendance and what works and what doesn't and they studied our generation the millennials and they're trying to figure out why like 75 to 80 percent of those who grew up in the church have left the church and it was really perplexing. They were asking all kinds of questions and studying it and examining it, and they just could not figure out why people left for a variety of reasons. So it took them some time for them to finally realize we should study the 20 to 25% that stayed. Yeah. And when they looked at the group of, of millennials who stayed in the church, one of the common themes was they all went to Sunday school separately, and then they sat through church, the, the full service with mom and dad. So they weren't substituting church for Sunday school. The kids did both. So Bobby and I are... I didn't even know that. Did, yeah. did I know that when we made that decision? Yeah. Oh. yeah. We actually talked about this. I know it's late. Um, it's coming out tomorrow morning. We had to get this to you. Um, yeah, that's actually you know, part, part of the role in, in our conversation back in the day. And we talked about how this is actually really inconvenient at times to have a five and a six-year-old. In church, and they're wanting things or getting up, yeah. going to the bathroom, walking around, being distraction, but it's a price to pay, and I think it's worth it. I actually do. And like you oh, said, going back to imitation, sometimes we'll be singing, and you look down at Cal or Kirby's hands, and they're up, or they're mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. or the. And Kirby was singing a little heart out last week Sunday. I loved it. I think I nudged him. I was like, check this out, future worship leader right here. Um, it's beautiful, but just a shout out to young parents who are trying this. We don't know what we're doing, but we feel like the Holy Spirit's leading us to try to have our families sit through worship together, and we encourage you to to join us. So we're yeah, not and alone. You know, they, you know, we've got some you know pouty moments. Like, oh, we're yeah. with you through all of it. So, and yeah. we totally bless you know Kathy Lewis, the nursery, the Sunday school team. Like our our kids are so well loved. Like we just got our socks blessed out yeah, there. Yeah, doing so. amazing. So uh, really, well, one more thing. Please, can I jump back in? Okay, when it, when, one of the other things that stuck out to me, though, on the flip side of the coin, the generations of faith, it's interesting to me that Paul names Lois and Eunice, and he's blessing Timothy. Mm-hmm. And the, the problem of fatherlessness that we see today, I think, has gone all the way back to Genesis 3. And even though you know we see it today, and I'm blessing single moms out there who are working one, two, three jobs, trying to parent, trying to like fulfill the role of mom and dad. God bless you. If you need help, we got your back. 
Um, that's not God's intention. God's intention is that we'd have the family unit step in, and it could even be the relational home with extended aunts and uncles. Or So I, I have no idea. I don't have a biblical answer for you, but I know their names are in here, and the ladies are. So mm-hmm. woohoo, ladies, way to go and way to get after it. And my mm-hmm. question is, where's the men? Yeah. Because you go back when to the first questions God asks, Adam, mm-hmm. where are you? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Cain, where is Abel when the men are missing? things go south yeah yeah like you said it's not just the early church it's all the yeah way back. so yeah. here in my heart bless the women who are just doing an incredible job but mm-hmm. as a dude i'm i'm calling out the other guy saying come on mm-hmm. fellas let's go um just had an awesome conversation with a guy on sunday who was honest with me he's new to new to our church and he's like dude i don't even know how to be a dad he's like i, I didn't have a dad and, and he's trying to bring his boy to church and trying to right. follow through but he's just honest and i love it he's like I'm, try, I'm trying to do my best. And Sai's got a blessing. I'm like, dude, you're doing a good job. You're, you're, here. you're here. You're here. You know, that's right. You know, and not that I know what I'm doing, but we um, we've got, yeah, we've got community <laughs> and that's why we're here. So uh, anyways, the generations of faith and that's right there, right in the first couple of verses Boom. of 2 Timothy 1. First few verses. I know that another verse that stuck out to us was verse 7. Hmm. You guys have probably heard it before, seen it on a t-shirt. I don't know, on the internet. God did not give us a spirit hmm. of fear, but a uh, but of power and love and self I would say that's tweetable or tattable. <laughs> For sure. I'd tweet that or get that tatted. I think that that's one of these things, though, what stuck out to me in it is, you know, you read it, you've heard it, you know it's coming, whatever. But it's so interesting how the Holy Spirit will give us a new lens to appreciate these things, even time and time again. And so as I'm reading it, I'm just thinking of kind of what Pastor Ken has shared before, uh, in his sermons lately, heading into Philippians, and how there's just so much noise in the world. You know, don't do this, do this, listen to me, louder, louder, mm-hmm. social media, news, louder. Ne-. And it's like, what does the Bible have to say? Yeah. The Bible says, you know, don't be afraid. And, and actually, with Holy Spirit in us, we don't have a spirit of fear, but we have a spirit of power and of love and of self-control. And so I was just encouraged. That was kind of just one of those little smile wink moments I felt in reading that. Just kind of like, yep, it's still true. The Bible, the Bible, and, and this little verse seven here in Second Timothy chapter one, it it's gonna encourage you today, Bobby. Mm-hmm. And so um, then from there on, though, it was really interesting because then it it um, Paul kind of walks out the rest of this chapter with uh, another charge, and then he names names at the end of the chapter. Yeah, because he's kind of saying, you know, Timothy live into this gift walk with your faith guard this gift yeah that, that really stood out to me was guard yeah, this gift yeah because other folks are trying to discredit me because i'm in chains and i look silly sometimes but take what i've said as truth and guard this gift mm-hmm. and yeah what does it look like to guard this gift mm-hmm. you have the gift of the gospel given to you it's the gift of faith given from the lord but God's entrusted something precious to you and to us. And so what does it look like to, yeah. to not only believe in Jesus, but to know why you believe in Jesus? And also to have discernment to know when things that are being taught or there are popular okay. trends in the world that, that fall under the umbrella of um, the appearance of Christianity. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds good. It sounds biblical. And we this summer went through that series, Kingdom Truths and Worldly Lies, yeah. and we addressed it a number of different yeah. kind of statements that sound biblical, but in fact, after a closer examination, you realize are are, are far from it. Mm-hmm. And so I think the the one way we can do that is just the Holy Spirit inside of us, but it's also just being in the Word and being in the Word a lot. 
with community. Right. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just reading the chapter a day. It's talking about it like this so mm-hmm. that when something comes in, someone offers up a question and, and it just doesn't sit right. That's probably the spirit in you saying, let's look back at the scriptures and see how does this line up with what's been taught for thousands of years and does not contradict itself. Yeah. You know, so, you know, but there's, there's a lot there. What does it look like to guard what's been given to us? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyways, that's all I got. Anything else on your end? That was a lot. That was good. I mean, like we said, it's only 18 verses. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Thanks for following along with yeah. us, you guys. God bless you again. Generations of faith. Way to go. Um, if you're fighting and trying to be a, a, a generational chain breaker and start something new, a new mm-hmm. legacy, want to bless you. Way to go. We're here for you. And then ask yourself this question again. What does it look like to guard the good deposit? God bless you. Yeah. Have a wonderful Wednesday. Bye-bye. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.